When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Spirit Diaries podcast. My name is Birdie and I am your psychic medium host who shares stories of all things spooky, unexplained, and more. So if that interests you, you're in the right place. I do want to say a huge thank you to Glowing Shadows who was our newest patron and always a big thank you to Chemically Feline. In Spirit Diaries news, we were just recently on the Hardly Focused podcast, so if you want to go check that out, please check that out, and a huge shout out to Zach, who's also a patron, woo! So it was a lot of fun, and we shared some never-heard-before stories on this podcast, so go over and check out Hardly Focused, Focuseds, Focused, Hardly Focused, go over and check out our interview with Hardly Focused. In today's episode, I am going to be talking about how I recently went to visit a psychic medium and the reading went horribly wrong. So if you are interested in hearing that, stay tuned. So this happened just last week and I was very excited for this reading with this medium. How I found this medium was that sketchy person who I said wanted to represent me and pimp me out to do gallery readings and give me lots of money to do that had been bragging that they recently signed this other medium. I hadn't heard of this medium, but I was intrigued and excited to connect with somebody else who was represented by this person because before I decided I did not want to be represented by this person, I was considering it and I wanted to be in contact with someone who was currently being represented by this person to kind of just talk about business and to see how they felt and if they were comfortable. And one of my biggest concerns was I wanted to do readings my way and not ever be forced to be put in a situation to where I would have to be dishonest. And I wanted to see if this person felt as if they could truly be honest while giving readings. So I ended up signing up for a reading with this person and that is what happened. Now, I will say why I was initially intrigued by this offer to be represented by somebody, to have me go to different events, to set up gallery readings for me, to do all these really exciting things in the paranormal field was because I definitely want to be more involved with the paranormal. I feel like I'm kind of on the outskirts. I, I feel like everybody kind of has friends in the paranormal and I'm always on Twitter like, Haha, yeah, me too. Um, I just feel like a disconnect from everybody. And I think it's because we're not actively like going to events and things. So I was really intrigued when I got this offer to be sent places because I don't even know where to go. So it was interesting. And then the paycheck that came with this was, I mentioned in the last episode, it was obscene. Uh, there was for individual events, I would get paid like a monthly paycheck for a few hours and I was told that some mediums are making well into the mid five figures per month and I thought oh my gosh is this true do can I actually like be a part of this is is this like <laughs> a thing to where 
that much money is just out for the taking for legit mediums. Um, okay, sure, sign me up. So I I was a little bit like stunned of like, oh my gosh, is is this is this a thing? I can travel around and meet people and be a part of the community and give readings and just this could be my life. This this is great. This innate thing that I have, I can just use it. Cool. Um, so I was definitely intrigued, but ultimately I decided no, because this person was involved with really big shady characters in the paranormal. There's a few of them and they had been involved with nearly all of them. And that was a little bit of a red flag. And the biggest red flag came up when I was told if I was not comfortable with a reading, I was to do it anyway and then just tell the person what they wanted to hear. So just confirm that whatever they wanted to come through was coming through, which is a huge no-no for me. I'm 100% honest all the time. If I do not directly hear it, I will not directly say it. I don't dance around the subject. I don't assume anything that spirit's saying. I have to be given very clear imagery or an audible type of message for me to convey that to someone otherwise I don't speak and I feel like you could see this in the most recent plane episode I think that's one of the greatest like showmanships of mediumship throughout our whole entire series and while I was doing the bones method and in um, noise canceling earphones that would be really really similar to how a private reading would go to where I'm just kind of one-on-one -on -one speaking for the spirit. And that was an incredible session. And I'm not going to talk about it again because I know I've talked about it so many times. But I will say word for word what I get. Anything more than that, or if I'm not sure, I am very vocal about not being sure. I, I am very, very honest, maybe too honest when it comes to readings. But I think that's where my forte is, is being honest. And I think the issue with mediums is all we have to do is be honest. And then all this woo-woo about mediumship will like slowly dissipate because if we just are honest about what we get and explain how we're getting the information, I feel like that's all we need to do to show how mundane mediumship is and that it's not this like fantastical, strange thing. It's a very innate human nature thing to be able to connect with those around us. And there's more to come on how I actually have been like reading research and I think could apply to mediumship and how it works. Woo, it's really exciting. So next episodes, next episodes. <laughs> but this episode, we're talking about this reading with this medium. So I do want to say I went into this reading hoping to make a business connection, sort of talk to somebody who's in the game of mediumship, who's actively doing these events. I am always nervous about gallery events and my big thing of why I haven't done many gallery events. I've done them, I think, bef yeah, before the podcast started. Yeah, before the podcast started. Um, but I, I don't give false information. And with gallery events, I like to keep it small so I can actually focus on everybody there because I hate people who have to go and go and go and go and always hope and hope and hope and hope and nothing ever happens. I'd rather just be like, no, there's no one here for you and like stop that person from spending any more money to be in the audience over and over and over again. So I, I just like small ones. And then of course, it's always hard if sensitive information comes up. Um, to where you don't necessarily want to tackle that in front of an audience. And that's always one of my biggest fears is I don't like bringing up trauma 
in front of other people because you never know if the person's in that mindset. And when I do private readings, I'm always very clear with, do you want to hear everything? And that means everything. You know, it can go dark. It can go this. uh, Or is there any topics you want me to avoid? And that way we can be very clear about what the sitter is comfortable with hearing and what I can filter out. Or at that point, if something does start coming through, I can give them the opportunity to be like, yep, got it. We don't have to talk about this anymore, which is completely fine. And in these big gallery settings, what is scary is that I can't actively get consent from people to give a message. And I know being there is like a form of consent, but I don't think people, especially with my readings, I don't think people understand how intimate they can go how quickly they can go intimate and it really depends on who they have as spirits in their lives and they're not just these very tv produced type of readings that are always really joyous Um, readings are very much like how you can see in our episodes to where there's bringing up trauma of the spirit there's bringing up trauma of the person or people around them And all these things might not necessarily be pretty because our lives are complicated and people's lives are complicated. So readings are complicated. But since I had already scheduled a reading with this medium, I figured, yeah, you know what? I'm just going to go anyways because I always love being able to refer people who want readings to people I trust. And I had a group of friends who have just completely stopped doing private readings, so I can't recommend out anymore. I have no recommendations right now, so I am at a loss when people ask who they should go visit, so I'm always looking to connect with other mediums who are actively doing private readings uh, who I can recommend, and private readings do take quite a bit of energy. I like to explain it as I love house readings, like haunted location readings, house readings. Those are my jam. Like that's where I am most comfortable. So with location readings, you're walking into the location and everybody you need to contact is already there. Whereas in these private readings, the people who you need to contact, you're like pulling that from the person and it's a little bit of a different energy exchange. It feels different. Um, Uh, Yeah, I think the only thing I could say is it feels different energetically. And it's definitely a lot easier to do readings of a location and just kind of walk in and absorb that energy and then reiterate it out versus having a private case where you are like picking from that one person and pulling in. Strange. I, I don't know how to explain it. I like both. And there's definitely like an energetic high that comes after private readings. Uh, but And there's definite like perks to both of them, but those private ones do get rather complicated and hard and they're emotionally draining too. It's really difficult when you're actively with people who are struggling with something or if you're bringing up trauma, it's like everybody's sitting here crying together (laughs) and it's, it's a lot on the emotional side of things. And because I'm so empathetic, Um, And how I receive information, I often feel what they have felt. And sometimes that gets a little overwhelming. And I don't necessarily want to feel what people are feeling just because it can be really, really bad. Um, And I've gotten really sick from doing private readings where I'm picking up 
these people who have passed and it's just illness after illness after illness and feeling those illnesses and developing like actual problems from being in contact with so much of that like sick energy almost um so it does get really taxing and draining on your physical body which is a really strange phenomenon that I would love to have people like study more (laughs) but let's after all this time jump into this reading so the reading begins um and I'm being filmed so this could totally come out in a show format I seriously doubt it uh, because this went so horribly wrong. I doubt they'll use it, but this was being recorded. This medium um, started off really nice, really nice person. I was very excited at the start of it. I was very hopeful. And even though I'm a medium, I'm always a little skeptical, but I overall am inclined to believe people because as I mentioned before, I just don't know why you'd lie about this. I don't I don't understand that fact. So I'm always on the like skeptical but wanting to believe side. <laughs> so we began the reading. Immediately she gets that my father has passed and that his name is Richard Dick or John. And prior to the reading, she had told me to validate her constantly. So I was under the impression that, um, like most readings, you validate when correct, um, but you don't validate when not correct, right? Because that doesn't make sense because then it's not validation. So I know <laughs> how Robert and I work when I read is he won't validate at all. We've we've really developed this like zero validation thing unless I specifically ask and then it's just a quick that makes sense and then we drop it just to try and keep it as unbiased as possible but (laughs) I kind of forgot in this moment that I was supposed to be like actively saying yes or no so I was like maybe and (laughs) she immediately got kind of upset with me and was like what does maybe mean it's a yes or a no and I apologized and was like sorry no um, my father is not passed I don't have anybody in any of my family named Richard Dick or John great job at picking basic names and (laughs) I didn't say that but I was like no no that doesn't make sense and she said oh it's your grandfather no, it doesn't make sense. She said, yes, it's your grandfather. He's a mechanic. He works on cars. He had a Cadillac. He keeps his car covered. And he was in the military. No. And that was such a strange, like, really specific thing. So I was like, I I understand the cold reading, Richard, Dick, John. Those are all really common names that could be associated with nearly everybody. I I think I know a individually a Richard, Dick, and John of the older generations um, nobody who's in my family, nobody who's passed. So really like fishing, I felt like there, but going and saying a Cadillac, that's like so interesting because that's like such a specific car. Maybe the older generation just had Cadillacs all the time, but no, that wasn't true at all. And I had said, no, not a thing. And at this point she had gotten upset and that information came over the course of like 10 minutes. So Uh, Every time I said, no, uh, your father, no, your grandfather, no, Richard, no, Dick, no, John, no, mechanic, no, somebody in the military, no. And (laughs) she was like, there's been no one in the military. And I told her, no, not who's dead. Like, no. And she was upset. And she was like, okay, well, what's the connection with Florida? 
And I was like, my area code on my phone number? Like, my phone number's area code is from Florida. And she's like, no, 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 no. Yeah, the, the your past father figure is telling me he's from Florida. No, <laughs> that wouldn't be the case for the one dead male in my family. Definitely has no connections to Florida. And she's like, are you currently not home right now? Looking in the like webcam. And I'm like, apparently I'm not home. Like it was obvious I was not in a house. <laughs> and she's like, yes, uh, he confirmed that for me. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Um, and she's like, so um, they're telling me that uh, you're, you're not living in the same area that you once were. And I was like, yeah, uh, before the recording started, this was being recorded for a show. Who know? I, I like I said, I don't think they'll use it. Before the recording started, uh, she asked where I was from, where I'm currently living, and um, to like play along when she gets this information. And I was like, oh, okay. So I was like, yeah. And she's like, yes, yes, he's confirming that. And I was like, okay, I mean, I, the spirit's not confirming that because we've already discussed this, but yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. And she was like, but you moved there for work. I said, no. She got upset. She's like, you moved there for better living conditions then. That's why he's saying you moved there because you were going to eventually get a new job, correct? And I was like, obviously, when you move to a new place, typically you get a new job. Um, and then I said, but no, it was not for better living conditions. And she's like, why did you move there then? And I was like, uh, you know, it's a long story, but ultimately, um, yeah, it was worse living conditions. And Robert and I had no jobs when we were moving to where we live now um our housing had fallen apart we weren't able to afford anything you know gentrification happened do i have to explain gentrification like we ended up in an area that we could afford uh because it was either this or living in our car so that that that's what happened there was no job not better living conditions and uh at this point she was just like really really frustrated She's like, are you working? He's like, yes, I, I have a job, yes. And she's like, yes, he's confirming that you have a job. And I'm like, oh, good one. <laughs> like, at this point, I knew it was just like complete just shit slinging garbage that was coming through. And she's like, and your husband has a job too? And I was like, yes, my husband has a job. And she's like, yes, your father figure's confirming that. And he used to work on your car. And I was like, no, no. And she's like, yes, he did. And I was like, there's no father figure who's passed. No one's ever worked on my car. And no one. I, I take my car to a mechanic and no one's ever worked on it. I don't know how to touch cars I just, I, I'm not going to try and fix something on it. I'm just going to take it to a person who's not going to break it. So no, nobody's ever touched my car. And she's like, yes, there's a memory of working on your car. And I was like, there's nobody who has died who has ever touched one of my cars. <laughs> and she wouldn't get off of this. And then at this point, and warning for anybody who has had any sort of um, pregnancy loss, there's a trigger warning right now. Skip over this part or just skip this the rest of this episode. But she blatantly looks at me and she's like, what are you here for? Have you had an abortion? Has your mom? 
which one has any of you had an abortion? Are you here to talk to like a child? And I was like, my jaw like fell off. I, I can't imagine what my face looked like. And I, I, I didn't even respond because I have never, ever, ever in my entire life encountered someone who would ask something like so sensitive, especially with the climate of the world right now. Like that's just not something you go around and like ask people. And in a reading, that is not how you approach that topic. That is not how you approach if you are getting a deceased child who you think came from some sort of pregnancy failure, no matter where that came in as a miscarriage or an abortion or anything, that is not how you approach it. And I knew she was completely just shooting in the dark here to try and figure out why I was there to get a reading. And was just going for that. And it wasn't like, oh, I'm channeling someone. It, it was like flat out have you or your mom had an abortion? And it was really, really gross. And I, I told her no. And she's like, but your mom has, right? And I was like, I wouldn't know that information. Not, like that, that is not okay. And this was being recorded. Uh, this might be live somewhere in the near future. Like this is something to where you just, oh, you don't ask somebody about their reproductive health. It, it was disturbing and and I was like no 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 like even if that was the case I would have said no because you don't bring that up without somebody's consent and this is where we circle back to consent with readings you just don't go some places breathe <laughs> breathe pretty <Marty>, breathe <laughs> it's just so frustrating it was so gross because if that was the case and that's why I was there could you, I, I just can't imagine the preying upon that emotion that she would have navigated to next. Like, oh, I have full body chills. Like this completely grosses me out. This grosses me out. Nobody should behave this way because it's like, if I would have said yes to either any of that, um, it, it would have been yes. And I'm getting that child. And that's, that's absolutely bullshit and that's disgusting. Like that that is disgusting behavior and there is a very specific way to approach that topic. I know I've talked about it in the past on the podcast and that is just not the way to approach if you think that's the situation of what's going on there. Um just not not acceptable at all. Not acceptable. Um at this point I I was in a state of disbelief and then she decided to go for oh I'm sorry it's your future child here and as we all know as we all know if you listen to the podcast let's say it together what is the one thing mediums will do sorry what is the one thing fake mediums will do <laughs> when they're running out of options and you are a young woman who is married what are they going to do? What are they going to do? They're going to channel your future child, right? Because every woman is just a vessel to have another human being. But I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. So I said, no. And she goes, yes, it is. You're going to have a child. And I told her, no, I'm not going to have a child. And she's like, oh, sweetie, things just have a way of working out. And you are absolutely going to have a child in the near future. 
like there's this like weird like smiling and shoulder thing and I was like oh okay this is like this is for the video like oh yes you're gonna have a child this is so exciting and I, I I was like um no do we need to have a biology lesson really quick to where since you're so interested in my reproductive health I can just go ahead and go over everything why I'm not going to have a child so let's talk about eggs and sperm like I, I was just like so fucking frustrated and this always really frustrates me because totally transparent there was a very long time that I was trying to have a child there was a very long time that I was trying to conceive and there was a lot of really horrible moments within all of that and a lot of emotion and that is just not something that you can just walk up to somebody and be like yes you're gonna get pregnant because you don't know the situation. And while I'm totally fine with where we are at and not ever having children, it's still something to where whenever a medium brings it up, I feel like having a conversation to where it's like, listen, this is not something you need to approach with people. Reproductive health should not be on the medium's agenda. Like, don't freaking go there because you just don't know. And I tried to tell her, no, this is not a possibility. We are not having children. And she's like, yes, you are. And she's like, and I know because this future child tells me that you live more uh, south than the rest of your family. Your family all lives north of you. And I was like, no, you're wrong. I am living the northmost of every single person in my family. There's nobody who lives more north than me. And she's like, oh, your husband's family. Again, not true. We live the most north. And so this potential child of my future child who she's talking to um, doesn't exist because this is not true. And she went on to say that I was going to move back home to where I grew up, at which case I audibly laughed because you could not pay me a million dollars. You could not pay me. I I don't think there's any amount. I do not think there's any amount that would get me to move back to where I was raised. I just, I wouldn't do it. I hate that place. There's so much horribleness in that place. I would never, ever, ever, ever go back. And she's like, yes, you are. And you're going to go back with this child. And I was like, oh my God, you are so wrong. Like I, 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 I wasn't being rude, but I was like, no, that's absolutely not going to happen. I would never move back. And she's like, I know you're going to, and your grandmother, Elizabeth, and your father, Richard Dick John is uh, confirming that for me. So thank you for coming here and having this reading and just know that your future child will be with you soon. And it's like, cool. Thanks. Uh, like great Uh uh-huh and then after the reading what what is the next thing you guys know you guys we have like a playbook of what what like mediums do when they get uh, or fake mediums we should say this do when they get flustered afterward the camera shuts off the recording ends the filming is over and she's just like how did you get my information and where did you come from And I was like, this person who wanted to represent me was bragging about getting this person to represent how great it was, how wonderful it was, how like they could take one side of the U.S. and I would have the other side of the U.S. and we could kind of like divide and conquer as like these mediums. And so, yeah, I was like, who would be the other half? Like what, what, you know, would it look like? And thank goodness I said no, because I don't ever want to be associated with that person, uh, any of these people. And it was, it was just, it was just a nightmare. And, uh, 
before the, it could end, I, I tried to explain like, hey, I just want to let you know, like, none of that made sense. And I was going to talk about like, try to like, kind of have like a heart to heart about like, hey, you shouldn't really talk about reproductive health without somebody's consent. Um, and knowing their like past history, and if they're okay talking about that, because it's a sensitive subject. But um, as I started to bring that up, they just went, I'm sorry, and hung up the phone. <laughs> and it's like, why would you do that? Why would you do that? You know, maybe this person's legit. Maybe let's, let's, let's be and like, like, let's give them the benefit of the doubt. What if they were totally legit and it was just a bad reading? Maybe, but like, even if they were legit, that's not how you approach certain subjects. That's not how you approach anything, honestly. It, it was just absolutely awful the way and the coldness that that topic was approached. And if you go to a medium, if you are a medium and you are giving readings or you're seeking readings, be clear if the medium doesn't ask you, like, set out what you want to do. And I would never recommend being recorded and having that be able to be broadcast um, just by having a reading. Um, that if I, if that was, you know, true to me, I, I would feel absolutely disgusted and preyed upon. And I, I don't think they're going to use any of that. But I can only imagine that if they like clip the audio of me saying like, yes, I understand. Or yes, I, I, I like, she was like, can you like practice a yes? And it's like, sure, yes. And it's like, if they take those clips and put it in after those moments to make it seem like <laughs> I was validating something. And it's just, it's really, really, really disturbing. I absolutely hated that experience. And it left me feeling disheartened disheartened and I talked about this last time that I just I don't know why I don't know why anybody would fake it I just I don't I, I think I just don't understand well I guess I do understand there's there's massive amounts of money behind it that if you just want to fake it I mean god the paycheck I mean <laughs> their houses <laughs> these people are millionaires like it's gorgeous and I I just yeah, they, they, this person was giving it in their house and uh, you could see the house behind them. And it, I mean, gorgeous. It's just a shame because you're preying upon people. And I really don't like the fact that you're rewriting the memory of somebody who once was by these bullshit cold reading tactics. And I just, a, a medium should never ask you, where do you, tell me like 10 facts about you so I can reiterate them back and channel them from spirit. Like that should never ever be a thing like it's disheartening and I am a little heartbroken I'm heartbroken and why I don't call out any of these people by name I know I haven't named anybody it's because at the end of the day I can't prove if they are real if they are fake if I had a horrible reading from this person or if you know, I, I just, I don't know. And it's like, I'm not, I've been asked privately to name and shame. I've been asked publicly to name and shame. And I'm not, I'm not doing that because ultimately I don't, I don't know. I don't know. And it's like, I understand that bad readings can happen. I understand that it could be an off day. I understand that some of these people who have offered us sketchy deals might not be sketchy people in real life. And I, I just, I, I don't think it's right to do that. In these cases, in these cases, particularly 
obviously I think there's a time and a place for everything. And I just don't think there's a time and a place for that at this moment. Um, so I, again, urge you all to be careful when you go for readings. It's a cruel world when people pretend to communicate with spirit. And it's such not a cool thing to do. And it's such a heart-wrenching topic. I just, I don't understand where does that idea even come from? Where do you even just decide like, oh, you know what I'm going to do? Like swindle people by pretending to talk to their dead relatives. It's just a little bit heartbreaking. And I think what was the biggest heartbreaking point of this was the like use of my phone number. And it's like, ah, so you clearly did try to Google me, but you can't because I'm on top of that shit. Like the, the information I gave was not Googleable, and the phone number I used is not attached to anything because do you think I'm going to give you a phone number that is traceable? Like, no, no, because I want you to be honest. Like, and it's just disheartening. There are real people out there. I've had incredible readings from people who were validating without a doubt and it's it's definitely there's there's the good ones out there but I think the good ones end up falling to the wayside because it's exhausting being in this field it's exhausting I think it's exhausting to watch fake narratives captivate people more than true narratives I think it's heart-wrenching to watch mediums who are bullshitting people to gain notoriety over mediums who are legitimate and I think it's very very heartbreaking to see investigators who are completely honest and truly trying to push this field for the greater good is just absolutely being stepped over by investigators who you know get possessed every other second and it's I think it's exhausting and I, I see the emotional warfare happening in the field from all sides from psychic to investigator to researcher it's it's truly just a draining field because the the negative part and the perk is that there is no qualifying thing to get into the paranormal and I think this is like a good thing because there's no like gatekeeping if you're interested jump on in come on buddy like let's all do this together but the negative there is that it's very hard to distinguish between people's intentions. And the paranormal is so mixed with this media frenzy of faking and views. And it's very hard. It's hard for me even like to figure out are you doing this because you're legit and interested in the paranormal or are you doing this because like you want to blow up on YouTube like uh, I or TikTok or whatever the platform may be it's it's very hard and I, I people send me like claimed evidence all the time and ultimately you know I can speculate about evidence but if I wasn't there to actually capture it I can't say if it's real or not. You know, I, I I have to trust the person. And I think that's all we're left with in this field is building trust with each other, which is so hard to do. Like, how do you build trust with somebody you don't even know? And it's it's a difficult thing. And it's disheartening. And it's a heartbreaking at times to wonder what the future of this field will be if everybody just gives up. And I've definitely thought about giving up many times. And 
just like not sharing our story, ending the podcast, anything like that, because it's it does get disheartening to try so hard to be like, beware, 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 and like all of these things and just to see it happen over and over and over again. It's just it's it's hard, but that's where we're at. That was the reading. Do not recommend. And if you guys see me anywhere, send me a link. I'll be interested to I'll be interested to see how that worked out. But I truly don't think it's gonna end up airing anywhere. Oh goodness. And I I think there's this moment of heartbreak for everybody else who happened to what if I did have a grandpa named John? I know somebody who has a grandpa named John who was in the military who did work on cars, who did work on their car, who did use a car cover, um, and who may have had a catalog. I don't know that one, but I mean who met 90% of that reading. And I think that's where my stomach churns a little bit is, I, I mean, I know multiple people that that could apply to, and it's just a little gross. But anyway, thanks for listening to this episode of The Spirit Diaries. 